0: On this episode of Lights, Camera, Transaction, I chat with the boys from HG about restaurants and technology and orange chicken. Hello and welcome to Lights, Camera, Transaction. My name's Paul. Hello, I'm Scott. Scott, I was going to introduce you. (laughs) I don't know. Introduce myself. No way. Well, I'll introduce myself. I'm Chris. And I'm Brian. So Scott Tipton is our installation manager. Chris McGregor is a business advocate. Brian Catalano is our content manager. We're the HG team. And we're just here to chat. Go HG. That's right. So... um, One thing that we want to do, and and we do this a lot when we're together, but we figured we'd film it and record it, share it, uh, just spend some time talking about the industry, what we do, what we're seeing with restaurants, and have a conversation. So I told these guys to all come prepared with one item that they want to chat about, that they want to discuss, that they want feedback on, and we're just going to let it rip. So I'm going to spin my bottle. (laughs) Spin the HG cup. And let's go. So who's got the category? Who's got the topic? Brian's going first. All right, let's do it. Um, I guess what I wanted to kind of talk about was like, especially with like what we do, like implement custom point of sale, make things easier for everybody. You can do all your you know, scheduling. You can do all the operations all from one device. But where do you see the future going? What, what do you think is going to be the next big step in technology for restaurants? Do you want me to answer that? I'll give you my answer. I think where restaurants will go eventually is the the point of sale will not be... You won't see as many point of sale stations. I think the restaurant will become more of a mobile interactive environment Um, we're today starting to move a lot of clients to adding handheld devices that fire to the kitchen, pay at the table and have all the same functionality as a point of sale. What I think will happen eventually in the next 10 years is that will become the point of sale. It will become a mobile device. There will not be stations. We'll be eliminating paper altogether. We actually did that video yesterday showing our kitchen display systems. Um, a lot more restaurants now are considering getting rid of kitchen printers, moving to display systems. Um, most of our clients are now at least considering uh, adding handhelds. Um, it, we haven't gotten to a point where the station is being removed in place of the handhelds mm-hmm. as a supplement, but I think that eventually uh, a restaurant environment will just be very fluid mm-hmm. and staff will be able to work throughout um, as opposed to having to be married to that station. And I think from a restaurant standpoint, at least full-service restaurants, is that's going to eliminate or or lower the number of staff members that they yeah. need working at a given
1: time as well. It's an absolute pressure in the marketplace that labor as a cost is always going to be going up. I mean, I know in California it's a higher rate now than yeah. it ever has before. Yeah. And so the, right now there's not a lot of pressure because everyone's playing the same game, but eventually that experience has to change um, by reducing, making larger sections and increasing speed you know, for faster turn times on tables, all of those things, because it's either that or it's going to a fast casual environment. We've had clients that have gone to adding fast casual concepts with good food. Why? Because they're trying to reduce labor costs more than anything else. So that, that mobility is a big component. Um, I, I think that an, another com- thing is you know, you ask like, what's the future? I think that we're already looking at the future, but what we're implementing in the marketplace is really right now considered an early adopter concept. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea of having applications that are, you know, being generated by many different entities integrated into a single system is really the future of where point of sale really goes. It's just right now, it's not a concept that's highly adopted by most. It's kind of like the first year of the iPhone, but you know, that's, that wasn't like everybody jumping in. That was just early adopters that are high on tech. Mm-hmm. We're finding more clients that have been using the same system for the last 20 years, they're still happy with their system that they've had for the last 20 years. They're not jumping on board with high tech versus somebody who's only been in the restaurant business for five years. They're very interested in learning about tech and and mm-hmm. learning how to manage their business differently. So we're seeing that future come to light but it's just not really—it's not accepted yet the way that we would think it should be.
2: And when we talk about accepting new technology and specifically where's business gonna go in the future, I think business in the future is always gonna be about lowering, as you said, Chris, cost and labor. Cost and labor is always your driving force for your margins and your profits. So how is technology gonna assist your restaurant, your business in lowering your cost and your labor? So when we look at Clover, for instance, as a POS, you know, assisting retail over the counter or restaurants, uh, any of those businesses, how are we going to lower the cost and labor? I can use my wife as an example. Uh, When she was in school serving uh, at Cheesecake Factory, actually it's, you know, showing her the the Flex, for instance, the Clover Flex, you know, handheld device, wireless, that a server can literally go to the table, take orders and pay right there that enables a server to cover twice as many tables, twice as fast. That's going to increase the tips that that server's getting. It's going to lower how many servers that, you know, is needed on the floor. Uh, You're going to see these driving forces that are lowering the cost and lowering the labor needed to run a business. Um, You're already seeing this technology take off in other software applications. You see it in Office 365, for instance, you see it in Adobe. Um, A lot of the major companies are moving to the cloud-based software because the programming becomes easier you have one platform that can reach all of your customers and you can your firmware updates your security updates all that stuff's just going to become seamless so when we talk about the future of restaurants how can uh you know how can i start a restaurant just me i don't have a lot of capital i don't have uh maybe i'm new to a city don't have a lot of contacts how can i manage a restaurant from the comfort of my you know sitting in my apartment not even at the restaurant, how can I manage my sales and see what's going on? Well, if you're server-based with a local server in your business, you have to be on-site. Otherwise, you're just doing some kind of Band-Aid backdoor application to try to access that. The future of this technology is you can sit in your apartment, log into the cloud, and you have a dashboard where all of your operation is right there. Suddenly, it opens doors that didn't exist even two years ago.
0: So it's very exciting stuff. So Scott does all of our installations. And I think one thing that we still hear from restaurants today is, you know, what, what is, what does security look like? Right. And, and it's still a concern for a lot of restaurants trying to figure out what makes more sense using a traditional system or really outsourcing everything to the cloud right and then your experience since you manage that and most of our clients you're a lot of times switching them over from a traditional system <clears throat> to a cloud-based system like what what is your advice or input on that subject oh
2: yeah exactly so we can look at you know in, in the past uh, all the major breaches that have happened you you know uh, was e eHarmony had a big breach uh, i think it was it ashley madison had a big one um you know anything where you're storing information on a physical server somewhere there's information to be accessed you know the right hackers with the right tools um you know a restaurant with a server in the back room any time you're storing credit card information customer information on an actual device it's there to be stolen Um, then you're just a matter of trying to secure that information now we're talking about cloud-based which is where this you know i see the future inevitably going cloud-based everything else is antiquated when you're storing information on the cloud, the entire cloud is encrypted. You have to hack into the cloud just to be able to access the encrypted information. Then you're just gaining encrypted information. That means nothing. So unless you have access to the key, essentially hacking into it, does nothing. Um, you can hack into the cloud and steal a bunch of encrypted information. Who cares? Um, at the, you know, at the end of the day, you're, it's making a hacker's life twice as hard. So, We're talking about removing temptation off the table where, as an owner, if I were to open a restaurant, I'm storing five years of information in the back of my house. You know, that's just asking for, you know, any kind of breach or backdoor you have in your network. Mm -hmm. It's there, you know, the the fruit is there to be stolen. Mm -hmm. When you remove that and it's uh, just encrypted data floating out there, you know, what are we really talking about at that point, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's it's very exciting stuff, you know. If if people can get over their it's kind of like getting your first smartphone. You know, we all remember when the first time we got our first iPhone or Droid or, you know, maybe Blackberry, not so much, but the first time we programmed our first smartphone, it was daunting. It's like, I don't know how this works. How are we, you know, I need I just need to get from A to B. How do I use my navigation? Once you figure it out, it changes your life. And it becomes I have to have it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're going in the future. You know, restaurant owners are like a server in the back room, are you crazy? Like, no no, I have to have cloud based
0: software. Yep. Yeah. Why don't you keep the floor and, and fire away with your question? <laughs>
2: okay, so uh um, We gotta
0: bring Scott on the rest of our podcast. It's <laughs> yes. a wealth of information. <laughs> or we just start the Scott Tipton show every so, Thursday. Scott Tipton security specialist tips. Yeah. Scott's tips. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> but uh You know, my question, it comes down to, you know, it's more of a thought more than a question and going out to the owners, how can we move away from the old system of buying all your hardware, having that expensive upfront cost, and now you own a point of sale device that's not cloud-based, it's software-based, and you become completely reliant on that company's, not only their hardware, but their software updates. And how they're uh, you know managing how your operation is working? Do you have do you actually have control of your business? If that's the case, or does one of these other companies have control of your business? We're talking about empowering customers where you're taking control and you have power over how your business runs. Um, so I think that's a big you know leap. Yeah, a small
1: step for mankind, you know, <laughs> a giant leap for restaurant owners. Well, so, yeah, I think you're making a good point though. It's the same concept of having a flip phone or having a, an iPhone the idea of or, a, or an Android device you know right. the really what we're looking for and what our consumer really wants now is access to most things or all things right yes. and right now if you buy those old terminals for $5,000 a terminal you get great software to run a restaurant that might do everything you wanted to do right but it's not giving you access to the world it's just giving you access to that one company. Um, I think that we're going to see a more open environment where those big companies that are selling those devices become part of a, you know, a software as a service environment, like Microsoft sells on Apple devices and Google sells on Apple devices, and vice versa. You can listen to your iTunes on a Google phone. That would didn't happen initially, but eventually, that's where it happens. Is everyone's got to start integrating and say, well you're gonna choose your device to access things, and then I wanna be one of the things you access. Yep. And so I really think that changes this, the, the mindset if we look at it from a perspective of phones, everyone understands it, but when we talk about point of sale, people don't seem to get it yet. And you see it, you see it, just look five years ago, you know, uh, Uber
2: Eats, DoorDash, um, the market has just changed. You, you see it, it's constantly evolving in technology and software-driven technology It opens these doors and the only constant that remains, especially in this business is that change is going to happen. And how do you stay ahead of that? If the market starts going to Uber Eats or DoorDash, where people want stuff delivered to their door, how is your restaurant going to deliver? How are you going to access that software? How are you going to use that? If you are locked into, you bought hardware three years ago, you're completely dependent on that company linking up with doordash facebook uh, yelp all the and keeping your business relevant so are you going to continue going down that old path of buying hardware and then just hoping that you can get it to work the way you need it and link to all this other software or are you going to be an early implementer like we're discussing and get out ahead of it go with cloud-based software where you're essentially just renting software and it's up to the companies to deliver that to sync seamlessly with Yelp, DoorDash, uh, whatever the case
0: may be. So you're still connecting with your customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think from what we've seen, I, I I would say our average customer probably connects four to seven major applications on our systems. Whether that's the things that you're talking about or scheduling or third party delivery, um, their own online delivery, digital gift cards, um, there's so many different things that they're connecting and not only does it make it easier for them to manage all of those services, but now they're eliminating other tablets and other parties. And um, they're not having to worry about any sort of manual entry because things are just automated. Um, You know, payroll is the click of a button. Employee scheduling is the click of a button to get all these things to talk to each other. It's one seamless dashboard. Um, So for, for, Many, it becomes an issue of just getting over the hurdle of, of making that change. But from what we've seen is once people make the change, of course, there's a transition. But now they're they're saving so much time. Yeah. I mean, our average customers are saving hours a week in uh, paperwork. Yes. Mr. McGregor, hit us with your question of the day. Question,
1: thoughts. Um, so my thought process had a lot, actually, pony... <laughs> piggybacks on both of the comments these guys make about, you know, kind of where things are going and having to do with the marketing aspect of restaurants. A lot of what I see with restaurants that we're working with today is they're not really focused on that direct connection with their clients. The technology that we have gives them an opportunity to collect a lot more personal information about their clients, as i.e. email addresses and and phone numbers for text messaging of sorts, they're okay with the idea of being able to put out an Instagram post about their restaurant to show the experience, but that direct connection, I think there's a misunderstanding that people don't want a direct connection with their restaurants, but as we look at the future with Uber Eats and DoorDash and those types of things, restaurants that don't have a personal connection with their clients long-term will struggle if they don't have a strong brand. Or they don't have a strong experience because those are the things that are going to drive people to leave their house and go out and have dinner instead of what is created in less friction when they can just go on DoorDash and say, get me a cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. Well, which cheeseburger am I going to get? Am I going to get the cheeseburger from a specific restaurant that I know that I always get or is Amazon going to choose that for me? That's, a, that's something that I think over time is going to be critical. And it's interesting because we have conversations with restaurateurs, and they don't see these things as being important. But going to mobile devices inside the restaurant gives them the access to that information. It would be critical to not only save costs, but also to gain better relationships with clients that have only been there once or twice. Mm-hmm. They would know their their clients when it's the regular that sits at the bar and drinks a lot and has a lot of friends that come in but they don't know the one-time customer. And if they could develop a better relationship there, they'd have a lot more longevity. I mean, I've even met a restaurant where they said, I don't want new customers. And that's insanity because (laughs) long-term he will lose because eventually they just stop showing up and he won't know why. And then when he tries to integrate marketing, it won't be as successful as it could be. So it almost
2: comes off like, is it good enough today to just have a good product? or a good food? And I, I would say, no, I don't think you have to just because you have the best food on the block. Is that good enough to be successful? We, we all know so restaurants it? where the food is
0: great, but the experience is boring, right? And the restaurants that I always find myself going back to are the ones that provide great service and great experience. And I'll even look for that maybe even more so than the food, right? Like if the food is good, that's one thing, but if the experience and the service is great, it, it could make up for a shortcoming in the food, right? And that's to your point of getting people to leave their house. There needs to be some sort of an experience there. And, you know, we have the benefit of meeting with hundreds of restaurants a month, right? And and so the, the places that seem to be thriving and growing are the places that are going above and beyond to provide an experience in addition to Great food, and it, it is a combination of everything. But if you're just focused on food and expecting that nice. in 2020 for people to keep coming back to your restaurant as opposed to just clicking a button and ordering DoorDash, I think you're mistaken. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean,
2: and even if even if you're running a business and your food sucks, you can always hire a new cook. You can always redo your menu. You can there's things that can be you know changed to mm-hmm. fix that.
1: Your technology
2: that's running your business is at the hub of all that. You're, when the customers come in their experience mm-hmm. is that is the is the food correct is the order correct is it you know on time is mm-hmm. the food good how are the employees are the employees happy if the if your technology sucks in your business and your employees you know the scheduling's messed up you, 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 the managers are you know tired and cranky because they're having to deal with all this nonsense what is the customer's experience going to be like when the server comes up and, uh, what do you want you know it's you know if they're walking up with you know the flex and they're taking orders from 20 tables where before they could only manage six tables. I mean, you're talking about just the entire environment changing within that space. And you know, I think that's you know imperative
0: to, you know, what any restaurant owner is mm-hmm. going to be doing out in, okay. in the field. I'm going to take that to transition into my question. The final question before we wrap, which is, because we meet with so many restaurants and we are so involved in their operation and our relationships with them, Um, what do you guys see restaurants doing that, uh, from your own experience or from experience with clients that you see will most positively impact their future and their longevity? I think it's, you know, for me, it's one thing for a restaurant to open their doors and a lot of new restaurants, that's when they get the biggest influx of new customers, but for a restaurant to stick around for the long haul, which every restaurant wants to do, (coughs) What are the things that you see restaurants doing that has a higher probability of guaranteeing their long-term success? So my answer to that is the thing that I see most common for restaurants that stick around a long time is finding a way to constantly reinvent themselves. You have a new concept, you open the doors, you get a write-up in Eater, and everybody floods your doors until they've tried it, and then they go on to the next spot. How do you get them to come back? The most successful way that I've seen is restaurateurs reinventing their experience or their concept, whether that's fresh menu, whether that is um, you know adding something that's noteworthy, whether that is uh, introducing a new you know dining concept, or sim- something simple as. Uh, uh, you know, a chef's table or, you know, things that are are constantly being changed and redeveloped, giving customers a reason to come back, highlighting uh, a new way to make cocktails, new wine lists, always looking for the next thing and the next step, as opposed to just sticking with what you have. I I've seen a lot of restaurants have the most success with, with that.
1: I think that another key component has to be that they're listening listening to Yelp reviews, listening to DMs coming through, their, through their, yeah. their, their social media, and also listening to what's going on with other restaurants, restaurants that are successful as well as restaurants that are failing and understanding where their marketplace is, not just looking at what input you're getting, but also what's, what's doing well for the restaurant next door and what are the positive comments that you see about them that maybe you're not getting and understanding then how the market wants you to be and changing in that, that regard, right? And so that, I think, is a driver for how you reinvent yourself mm-hmm. is by listening to the marketplace. And then, you know, that way, you're, if you're used to the ground and you're always listening to what the customers want, then you're going to be more successful faster because you're not necessarily going to convince customers that they like their burger this way. If they don't like their burger that way, then just change it. Don't sit around and consistently think of this dream world where you're right and they're wrong. All right, so for, you know, to me, when I look at this, it's probably, probably
2: kind of a biased answer to your question, just because um, you know, I'm the installation training technology, <laughs> um, so I always revert kind of back to technology. Um, so to kind of give a more broad answer, uh, I look at the operation. Um, any business, if it's going to be successful, it's solving a problem better than anybody else around them, and if that problem is just something as simple as good pizza, close by, then that's solving, you know, somebody's somebody wants it has a craving for pizza you're solving a problem for that giving them good pizza so then it becomes to be successful your operation has to be successful and for your operation to be successful this day and age I think we all have a well I'm not going to speak for everybody but that favorite hole in the wall restaurant where they don't accept cards it's cash only Um, I've got a favorite Chinese joint uh, close to my house best orange chicken I've ever had but I've gone there multiple times, forgot my wallet or forgot to go to buy the ATM. And then it's like, you know what, it's, yeah, I'll just, next time I'll go. And it, I went out specifically for that food because I had a problem. I was craving orange chicken and they had the best orange chicken. I so have an addiction. So, so you, as a customer, you have this problem, you're looking for a, you know, a solution and you know where the best answer to that solution is, but then you show up and their operation isn't quite kosher. And then it leads to lost business like, Oh, I forgot to go to the ATM. You know what? It's seven o'clock at night. Kids are hungry. I'm just going to go through the drive through somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, it's three weeks goes by before you get that craving again. And that, that business just lost out on that money. So the biased answer that I'm going to give is that your technology has to be up to par where you're reaching as much or more than, you know, what the guy next to you is doing, Uh, you know, what the, what the lady on the other side of you is doing. Uh, Whatever the case is, you have to be solving problems better than the people around you. We were at a
1: client just the other day that specifically said he didn't like Yelp, yet ended up being top five on Yelp for Southern California. (laughs) I mean, he's listening, right? That's that's an important point, right? He didn't even really care about the system, didn't really like the system, but at the end of the day, he's a hole in the wall in a strange location and that's the only way that people are finding him and it's, yeah. he's thriving as a business one year in as a location yeah. why because he's had a good experience he creates a great environment he has good food and he's connecting with the community well enough that he's being rated as a five star as a restaurant in Southern California yeah. so it's you have to you have to be able to you know give give out what you're what you're really giving inside the restaurant out in the public Indeed. Cool guys.
0: Thanks for hanging out.
1: Yeah, it was our pleasure. <laughs> yeah, the pleasure was all. I mean, side. it was all the Tipton show. It was great. <laughs> Scott's security show. i on giving her all she's got, Captain.
0: <laughs> Thanks for joining. Cheers. What Ed- <laughs>